There are a bunch of games in the Europa League and the Europa Conference League tonight. Our friend Taylor Rockwell from the Total Soccer Show is here to talk about them, along with his new show on the Total Soccer Show feed. From The Athletic, I'm Alex Zabnos, and this is Soccer Every Day for Thursday, September 15th. There are a lot of constantly happening stories in the world of soccer, and we try our best to stay on top of all of them. But sometimes there are stories that are so big and so complicated that they require a thorough examination. And with that in mind, my guest today is someone who some of you listeners may be familiar with. He is the host of the Total Soccer Show, which you can find wherever you're listening to this show, including on The Athletic, because TSS is part of our network. Taylor Rockwell, how are you doing, man? Good, buddy. How about you? I'm doing all right. I'm excited to get into this with you. I'm excited for this crossover. Yeah, uh, been been hoping to to get this uh, sort of arranged for a while. And the reason I have you on today is because you guys have, at TSS have a new weekly show on the mm-hmm. feed uh, on TSS that I've really, really been enjoying. So I had to have you on to talk about it. It's called The Big Thing. Yep. Um, we'll also have you talking about some of the 10 million games that are happening uh, <laughs> a little bit later today. But let's start with with the show, with with the big thing. Sort of explain the show. Uh, I know that basically you cover one subject in depth. I've listened to a few of the episodes. They're really, really informative. What's been covered so far? We have, what have we covered so far? We have gone over Todd Bowley's takeover of Chelsea. We've talked about Bayern Munich winning the Bundesliga always, and if maybe that's a problem for the league. Uh, we talked about Manchester United's finances and the uh, the ownership thereof. Uh, and then I think we went back to talk about Thomas Tuchel getting sacked by Chelsea and what would happen next. And the benefit of recording late in the week is by the time we recorded that, they had already told us what would happen next in the form of appointing Graham Potter. So then we were able to get into some of what we think Chelsea will look like under Graham Potter. But it's been really fun. It's been a, a really good addition. We were sad to not have Alex disorder in the feed because it's a very good show but also because it was a day off which was always fun we're back <laughs> yeah. to doing six shows in five days six shows in four days usually uh but uh but yeah it's been it's been really fun so far at least yeah i mean you guys you guys are grinding over there i really really love everything but this is just such a great addition to the feed i think because i'm sure this is the process this happens to you as well as as the host and just in the process of making it as a listener i end up learning or relearning things about some of these subjects that i just haven't thought of in a while and like the manchester united episode is a perfect example because the glazer ownership has been happening for so long and the issues for it have been so uh spread out over the years and like sort of long running i sort of forgot how it all began and that there are whole other aspects to that whole ownership situation that are problematic, but maybe don't rear their head every single day in the way that we might talk about them not having a sporting director yeah. <laughs> and things like that. Oh, is that important? Having yeah. some sort of operational structure is ideal for running a football club. That's, no. that's, that's what I hear. This is, this, you know, I, I only know two or three things about soccer, but I know, <laughs> I think that's one of them. Um, what are some of the things like that, that you yeah. have learned in the process of making these shows? Yeah. I'll, I'll stick with the man United one for a minute. Cause that is, what I really love about doing the long form uh, sort of show is that you get into the weeds and you have the opportunity to sort of you read the stories and and those stories tend to cite like a few different of like the same pieces of information, the same anecdotes or whatever it may be. And so looking into, OK, well, are those anecdotes true or what is the background behind some of that data? Uh, and like the Man United one, a good example of that would just be that 
you hear about how the gla- the way the Glazers bought the club and then transferred the debt onto them, but then they're still spending money, right? And so there is there must be investment. Manchester United spend money every year. It's not my money, so who cares? I made this joke on the show, but like it is your money. If you've bought a jersey <laughs> or you've bought a ticket or you've uh, bought any of their shares on the stock market, they are spending your money. They are not spending their own. And like that, voluntary taxes. Yeah, exa- yeah, right. <laughs> it's, it's an odd one. And so I think that that was really revealing to me that. That I mean, they're billionaires or maybe they're not billionaires. No one's entirely sure on that one. But I think the idea that they're not spending their own money, they're spending money that could be even further invested into the club while the infrastructure is crumbling. And for a person based in the United States, I've never been to Old Trafford, uh, despite being a Manchester United fan. And so from the outside, like, oh, they put a fresh coat of paint on. The grass looks good. They got all these players. And then you hear from people who are there every single day about the crumbling infrastructure. And it starts to sound a lot like RFK in, in those sort of final <laughs> yeah. days of DC United. And that's never a good thing for one of the biggest clubs in the world. Uh, but I think looking into Todd Bowley was, was fascinating because I was very much pro him taking over Chelsea. Less so when we got into the discussion of him uh, sacking Tuchel, because it seems like it was pretty much him making the decision to sack Thomas Tuchel and sort of the back and forth messaging that happened there as to whose fault it was and what had gone wrong. I think anytime you have the opportunity to look at the sort of drama and behind the scenes infighting of a massive club. It's always worth doing. Yeah, certainly. Uh, just because you mentioned Todd Bowley and this is now like the talk of the town. What, <laughs> yeah. what do you, what, what do you, what do you think about the possibility of a premier league all-star game? I got to say, this is like the most American thing I've ever said. You in like my it, life. right? I don't yeah. hate it. Yeah. I right. Think, I know it could be really fun. <laughs> I, I think, yeah. See, that's the thing is like, I think anytime you see those things that like, yeah, like we've had those in, in every sport in the United States for forever. We have all-star games and everybody sort of like ignores them, but is also into them at the same time. And even when you're not fully into the game, everybody gets into the dunk competition or the the home run, uh, home run derby. Derby? Derby? Ooh, derby. That was a rough one. In Thank baseball, you. it's derby. Yeah, right. I know. I always have <laughs> to flip it up tough. every now and then. <laughs> but yeah, so I think I'm not surprised that that is an idea that would maybe have some traction. And I also think Premier League players would enjoy it. I think it's that Todd, Todd Boldy suggesting it being very new to the league and maybe making it that North-South divide, which historically has been, if you're the acrimonious divide, and I think yeah. also not quite knowing where that divide would occur because you have between one and 400 clubs in London. I don't know how they would do it. Maybe it's just London versus everybody. That would go well. That, that would, go, well, that would sure. go really well. I, I have to say, I also appreciate how completely upfront he's been about how it's just about money. I believe his quote was something like major league baseball takes a random Monday and Tuesday and makes $200 million. Like, yep. why can't we do that? I'm just like, yep. yeah, at least, I mean, at least you're being upfront about why you're, why you want to do this. Um, Anyway, so last on on the big thing, what sort of subjects are you covering in the future? Obviously, everything that you've mentioned so far is mm-hmm. a really, really big story. I'm curious uh, sort of what you have on tap both this week and, and coming up, if you yes. if you know that yet. I would assume you know it for this week. <laughs> uh, we do. We do know for this week. Okay, uh, yeah, this was so uh, Graham Ruffin, one of the co-hosts, uh, the Scottish co-host, if you want to go that way. Uh, mm-hmm. This was sort of his idea, as I recall, the big thing. And it was because the uh, the idea behind it, I think, is rooted in... I will answer your question, but I'm explaining why I don't know the answer to part of your question. Okay. Um, uh, it's rooted in when Newcastle were bought by uh, the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund. We basically, because of the structure we had, like everything planned for that week, we didn't talk about that, I think, until like a week after the takeover had occurred. And that was such a massive story that we weren't able to spend any time with. And that's now kind of what the big thing is meant to be. It's the story at the end of the week that we haven't really gotten to focus on. So this week, 
strangely, it will be the U.S. roster, which was uh, just dropped, what, what, like 45 minutes ago or so. Yeah. We've got the Greg Berhalter conference call coming up where I'm guessing he will ask, be asked about Zach Steffen and Ricardo Pepe and Jordan Pifak repeatedly uh, would A be lot. my guess. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think we'll look at that roster, some of the decisions there and maybe broaden it out to some of the other World Cup squads, players that were included in some of theirs, uh, players that were not included. And then it really is just a week-to-week thing of whatever seems like will be the big talking point. If a manager gets sacked, if a club is in free fall, if a player has an issue, whatever it may be, I think that's kind of what we tend to look for. We do want to keep it international. Uh, as, as you've seen in that list, I think three of the four so far have been Premier League. So we yeah. do plan to make it a bit broader. But thus far, the Premier League has been the dominant storyline both because of the money spent and because of ownership issues and managers getting sacked. It's been uh, a drama filled season already. And we're like six weeks in. There's also the small matter of uh, the fact that a lot of people watch the Premier League. So oh, that's uh, I, think, that's I, I think that's a perfectly that reasonable matter. approach. Uh, I'm certainly looking forward to c- continuing episodes of that show. Once again, anybody Thanks, that man. wants to hear the big thing for themselves, in addition to all of Total Soccer Show's comprehensive daily shows, Search for Total Soccer Show literally wherever you're listening right now, including in the Athletic app. I'll yes. also throw a link in this episode's description. Now, Taylor. Yes. On this show, I try. I'm to nervous. Keep... Yeah. I'm nervous about ready? this. Yeah. Okay. So on this show, I try just for anybody that's unfamiliar with this format. On this show, I try to keep a part of it that focuses on games that are happening every day today, because there is always at least one that's interesting because soccer is what it is. Uh, today, between the Europa League and the Europa Conference League, we have so many options, including so many clubs. Uh, and on days like today or weekends, uh, if you prefer, I found it I found it most useful to do a draft. Now, anybody that's done a fantasy football draft or watched a, any U.S. Pro League draft will know how this works. We'll go back and forth for three rounds. And each one of us, Taylor and myself, will select one game that's on today per round, trying to assemble a team, quote unquote, of three games that we think will be most entertaining, most worth watching for the day. So listeners will have six games to choose from. Taylor, you and I will feel some sort of ownership over three random games. Uh, all of a sudden, we'll be shoot- we'll be rooting for at least five, uh, five, five draws. <laughs> yep. uh, how does that sound? That sounds good to me. I- I'm excited and I hope I don't embarrass myself more than I already would have. Uh, I think you'll do just fine. Uh, Just one note for listeners before we start. One game that will not be happening among the many, many, many is Arsenal's hosting of PSV Eindhoven. That's been postponed until October due to policing resources needed for everything having to do with the Queen's funeral, King's coronation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Taylor, as the visitor here. Oh, thank you. I will give you the first pick. Uh, What is your number one overall selection for the most entertaining or watchable game of the day? It probably would have been Arsenal PSV, but since mm-hmm. that game is not having uh, happening, as you mentioned, uh, I will go with a homer selection. I will go with uh, Sheriff Tiraspor versus Manchester United in the Europa League. Uh, Sheriff, yeah, of course. They sprung the surprise on Real Madrid last year in the Champions League. I would expect this to be a hostile is an understatement for the reception Manchester United will get. I think it's going to be an intimidating atmosphere. Uh, and I think for Manchester United, that's a team that might lose this game. They've proven themselves capable of losing more than a couple games this season, but they also might win 6-0 and look comprehensively good. So I think either way, there will be a talking point about Manchester United. And then I think the atmosphere in Romania, but not Romania, is I think what, what Sheriff Tiraspor is. I forget their sort of uh, political distinction. I think, Mo- I think it's Moldova. Not there Moldova. it is. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I think there's going to be a, a rowdy atmosphere for sure. And then either a good result or a bad result, but either way, something will happen in that game. 
This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Side note, uh, Nick Miller did a great story about uh, about Sheriff Tiraspol mm-hmm. and uh, for the Athletic last year. Uh, and it just so happened that they won against Real Madrid a, yep. a few weeks later. And we republished that story recently once they got redrawn. Uh, with Manchester United. So it'll be that this was my number one pick, Taylor. And then I gave you and then I gave you the number one overall. And I should have known that you were going to do that because my big (laughs) board has exactly three games on it. So I'm going to have to scramble a little Uh bit for my third pick. But I know what I'm going with uh, for the number two overall. And I am going to go with Corinthians versus Fluminense at 7 p.m. on Fox Soccer Plus. Uh, This is the Copa. This is the Copa do Brasil semifinal. I've chose this because semifinals are always fun. It's the second leg. The first leg finished 2-2. So these teams clearly know how to get at each other. I believe I said this on a previous show, choosing a Brazilian game. It's not like I know a ton about these teams or these players. They have obviously a ton of talent because there's a ton of talent in Brazil. Um, But it's just what I do know enough about these clubs to know that it's one of those classic Rio de Janeiro versus Sao Paulo club uh, club matchups. Uh, Corinthians representing Sao Paulo and Fluminense representing Rio de Janeiro. Fluminense also happens to be one of the clubs that I've actually seen in person uh, when I was in Rio many, many years ago. So I have a little bit of a rooting interest there. So I'm, I'm reserving it for myself. <laughs> I mean, that that's, that's well done. I was focused on Europe way, way to be crafty and pull out South America. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you got, you got to be crafty sometimes when, when you're, hey, when you're drafting. Uh, I appreciate it. Do you want to do a uh, snake draft format? Since I took your first pick, do you want to do another one or do you want me to go next? No, you go, you go next. We don't do a right. snake. We're three, three rounds. And once <laughs> the snake draft is pretty, is, is a little silly. So, so back to you. Fine. I'm just trying to be a gentleman here, Alex. Uh, <laughs> I, I, all right. I, I will go that. with one. I don't really know anything about partisan uh, Belgrade, but I do know that Nice are, fascinating to me and that would be another one that would be i think europa conference play it's belgrade uh hosting partisan belgrade hosting uh but with nice i'm gonna run you through some of the players they have are you like have you looked at the nice squad at all i don't know why you would have uh i have i haven't (laughs) i haven't intentionally yeah i think it's come up a few times that i'm like oh they play for nice oh they play for nice and i haven't put it all together so why don't you why don't you just run me through it right now Casper uh, Schmeichel, 38-year-old Dante, formerly of Bayern Munich. Whoa. Morgan Morgan Schneiderlin. Remember Morgan Schneiderlin of I Everton do. and Manchester United? I'm not sure Morgan Schneiderlin remembers himself. How could but I forget? There you go. Nice did. Uh, Ross Barkley, Aaron Ramsey, Jean-Claire T- uh, Tadibo, Mario wow. Lamina, and Nicola Pepe. All oh playing goodness. for Nice. It is very much a who's who of who, uh, but they <laughs> will all be playing, or some of them will be playing in this game. So I think seeing... This collection of players who could be good enough to like potentially challenge for like a Champions League spot in France, but also potentially implode dramatically. You never know which one you're going to get similar to Manchester United. So I think that could be a pretty fun game as well. Yeah, that 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 sounds amazing. I like I said, 
These are all players that I have seen at one point. Yep. I was like, oh, like Caster Schmeichel, perfect example. I knew that he moved to Nice because I saw that transfer story, but I hadn't put it together that it was like him and like a bunch of other, like yep. Nicola Pepe also there. <laughs> Amazing. So strange. So strange. Very, very, very good. Very, very solid second pick. For my Thanks, second pick, I will go with, and this is truly random. I'm going to have a very random uh, collection for this. Uh, 3 p.m. RFS versus Hearts. This is on Paramount Plus and VIX. Uh, RFS stands for Rigas Futbola Skola. They are just the second Latvian side to qualify for the group stage of a, the, of a UEFA competition. I believe right. the last one was back in 2010. Uh, so it's been a while uh, for Latvia in, in the world of UEFA. Um, this will be the first time there's a European game that's being played in Latvia in all that time, because I believe the last time they qualified, uh, they had a club qualify was in, uh, in the Champions League. So they would have hosted some group stage games. Uh, I'm just really interested to see like what the stadium looks like. Yeah. How a team like hearts approaches this game. I don't know for sure that it's going to be exciting at all. It could end up being a total snoozer, but I think there's enough chaos potential here to make it at least worth tuning in just to see what the setting is like part of, part of watching soccer and part of what's fun about it for me is seeing the environment, the setting, especially in tiny venues like this. I think I looked at their home stadium. It's like 3000 people. So you might see like little bits of the city off in the distance, or maybe they play in the middle of nowhere. I have, I have no idea. All right. It'll be, it'll I'm be interesting that. to see. You have made me pivot my final, my final answer. I was going to say uh, Stadren versus Fenerbahce, but now that you mention the stadium and the setting, I'm going to go with Braga v uh, Union Berlin uh, because Union Berlin have Jordan Pifak, who's been scoring goals, not included in the U.S. squad. I think that will be a talking point. Uh, but Union Berlin, uh, a very strong start to the season in the Bundesliga, less so in the uh, Europa League where they lost their first game. But uh, ha- have the talent, have the ability, and have been uh, taking it to Bundesliga clubs. Braga, I know significantly less about, aside from that their stadium is incredible. It has like the solid rock face on one side that you will definitely see if you watch that broadcast. That's so right. in terms yeah. of picturesque settings, I think Braga is uh, chief amongst them. And then Union Berlin have been doing uh, fun, exciting, interesting things this season. So that's a, a pretty captivating game for a variety of different reasons. So, Taylor, I know you like to pretend like you're you have no idea what you're doing and you're so bad at this, but you have now stolen two of my picks, including my emergency pick. (laughs) Oh, no. So ultimately, this is on me for not having a big board that's larger than three games and choosing, I guess, the most obvious uh, emergency selection. So, so you know what? I'm just I'm just going to come right back on you and choose Ren versus Fenerbahce. Uh, partially because you have done the research on why this is worth picking. So I'm going to let you explain why I am picking this. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Well, they have like everybody's, I will do that happily for you. They have everybody's favorite FIFA career mode signing, Jeremy Doku, who you can sign for very little money, but is ridiculously fast and is ridiculously fast in real life. It turns out. So he will be uh, playing for them, but then Ren this season have, uh, been fine, but in their first seven games, they have had, I think only one has been them, but there've been three red cards in the games they've played so far. I so like it seems like maybe a team that gets into your skin and gets a little bit physical uh, on that front. Uh, then I have the, like the always some Turkish loyalty though, not to Fenerbahce. I do not like Fener, uh, but Fenerbahce, another club that tends to have an eclectic roster. They have lots of, of very talented Turkish players, but then some names that people may be more familiar with. Michi Bachwai, uh, Diego Rossi, formerly of LAFC, Anna Valencia, and Joshua King, uh, the Norway striker who was previously with Bournemouth, I think. I forget. Uh, but there's uh, plenty of talent there, plenty of goal-scoring talent. Uh, but I think 
a also potentially very physical game on top of it. So I think that one could be pretty fun. Well, thank you very much for explaining why I picked that game. <laughs> My pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, and Taylor, I have to say once again, you have done an amazing job for your very first draft. You were a natural at this. Thank you. I think we, I I think we have a very solid uh, list of six games. Uh, I'm excited to see how it all shakes out. I'll be listing them in the show's description in case anybody wants to know a little bit more about them or where to watch. Uh, overall, though, Taylor, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you very much for having me. I will say the way these drafts tend to work for me is now every game that I picked will be like one nil or nil nil and Ren Fenerbahce will be like five to four, as you uh, alluded to earlier. So congratulations to you for almost certainly winning this draft. And I look forward to Brooks eviscerating both of us when you all discuss these. <laughs> Thanks. I'll talk to you later, man. Thanks, buddy. This show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show and Total Soccer Show by subscribing to The Athletic and listening in the app. Thank you so much for listening, and happy soccer to you all.